Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing The Punisher, Season 2, Episode 10, The Dark Hearts of Men. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. What's up, Jeff? How you doing, buddy? I am doing fan-freaking-tastic, sir. Yeah, me too, man. I just had a good dinner. Oh, I was talking about how great this freaking Punisher series is. Oh, man. It was really, really good. And I know we should dive in. But let me just say, I've never thought I could be a vegetarian. Because I still can't. I like meat a lot. Until I tried vegetable korma. Vegetable what? Korma? I guess that's how you say it. Korma? Korma? I don't know. It's like a Q, I think. <laughs> it's Indian food. And I just, I don't like vegetables enough to be a vegetarian. <laughs> Uh, I'd rather eat lean meats, uh, but yeah, man, vegetable korma, it's the stuff, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. I just, I just had, I had that for dinner, and uh, man, it was good. I'm so full, and I just feel so warm in the belly. <laughs> I'm down, I'm down a bunch, I'm down a bunch of pounds, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. Uh, as of, as of today, I'm down 129 pounds. Goodness gracious. I'm hoping I'm I'm I, I we've said it on the podcast for like four different major release movies but I'm hoping to fit into my Star-Lord coat by by Endgame. <laughs> you know he's dead now, right? Yeah, but that's why I've got to go. It's a memorial jacket. It's my my Star-Lord memorial jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz clearly he's not going to come back. Yeah, for sure. Or, or any of the other characters that we already have movies announced for. Yeah, none of them. Why would they? It'd be so funny if uh, they just re-released the Spider-Man trailer, but it just each scene appeared and then turned to Ash. Oh, <laughs> did you see the, uh, the Endgame TV spot? I did, I did. We're going to talk about it, but probably uh, not on this cast, because we need to get to Punisher. We're, yeah, we're, we're going to have a big... Uh, in a couple of the, like in the next few days, we are definitely going to do a trailer what we know roundup because man, there have been there's a new Captain Marvel, a new Spider Man, and a new Endgame since we've last talked about the movies. Yeah, man. So that's all coming. That's all coming soon. Whew! Let's do this. Let's talk Punisher. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! This episode is a masterpiece. Yeah, this was an absolute <laughs> masterpiece. The, this is maybe one of my favorite episodes of all time from any of the Netflix stuff. Oh, I was going to say, like, of all of television. Maybe, man. These Netflix shows are pretty high up in what I love, like, TV that I love. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of stuff that, that beats it. M- maybe certain Game of Thrones, but probably not, really. Mm, uh, I, mm, <clears throat> there are certain moments in Game of Thrones that might be, yeah. like... You know, some of the moments here, but like, I, I don't think that overall Game of Thrones episodes are as good as these Netflix Marvels. I agree. Series. And I was actually going to say the same thing about this episode. If what I think about the other shows, uh, Daredevil, uh, which is my second, probably my second favorite now, I'm, I, it's official. I think Punisher took the, took the crown. Um, oh. Yeah, wow. I know, I know. There are moments I love in Daredevil, and they're great episodes, don't get me wrong, but like a lot of times they're carried by like one great moment. 
or like a couple yeah. of great moments, like a great eleven minute hallway fight scene. Yes, like that's a that's an amazing thing. But then I like I can't remember. I barely remember what else happened in that episode. You know what I mean? Like nothing else needs to have happened. Sure, sure, sure. You could say that. But like this episode, there's some great fight scenes in this episode. Um, but this episode is a masterpiece from the beginning to end. This may be like, this might be one of my favorite episodes of television of all time. Like that, that might not be an exaggeration. I'm trying to think there's stuff I love out there. There's things and reasons and external reasons. I love other things, probably more like star Trek and, um, but man, I can't, I just can't even, I can't think of the thing I think is better than this episode. I think this episode is one of the best things ever put on television, like not even exaggerating. Um, and let's dive into why I'm good with that. First of all, they do a re just, they do a really clever thing with the structure of the episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've always been big fans of the, uh, the episodes that are like kind of disjointed in time and like yes. tell stories that are like nonlinear you know, storytelling. I'm nonlinear, like jumping back all over the place because and, the, the, the thing is genius about this. A lot of times nonlinear storytelling is used to tell a story, to add impact to a story that has very little impact. This yeah. story would have been great forward. Like if they just told it in order, it would have had some great moments, but the way they structured it made every, it added tension to every moment of the episode. Absolutely. Every single one of them. Yeah. There's and three completely out of time storylines happening here. Yeah. That's the thing is there's, there's generally like one solid overarching story within one of those nonlinear storytelling episodes. Yes. But this had three. Yeah. Like, it solid was, separate arcs. It was amazing. The, the, so the Pilgrim introduces the idea of nonlinear storytelling. And then, and you, you see the results of the fight, and then you see the fight as he's, as he's like living the results of it. Then yeah. you have the like, Punisher oh, fight scene. Ugh. Sorry, I just remembered him pulling teeth out of his head. Yes. Because he headbutted the one guy so hard it knocked his teeth out, but like yes. they were embedded in his skin. Like, ugh, God. Yep. It's gross. It's intense. And we, we'll dive really deep in, but I just want to say the, the, the genius, like one of my favorite things in movies is when they put something right in front of you, but you never see it. Mm-hmm. Um, Fight Club being an example. Like the, oh, yeah. the the twist at the end being yeah. just I I love it so much, um and it, but but you have to you have to do enough to let them know it's coming and they introduce nonlinear storytelling with the pilgrim then they do it again with Punisher when he's when he's raiding Billy Russo's camp uh, they keep showing the fight scene and then cutting back to him prepping for the fight then. At the very end of the episode, and it never even dawned on me, you find out the whole episode has been happening, like, Madani, all the Madani and the therapist stuff has been happening after. It is genius on such a high level. It is so amazing that they introduce those ideas, put them right in front of my face, and I never thought that this thing that he's doing is all part of her plan that she is coming up with in that moment. Yep. It's a, uh, I think it's a, it said 24 hours earlier, whenever it like first showed the Madani and, um, the Madani Dumont scene, 
where they're you know just sitting in her apartment. Oh, did it really? It did. It said twenty four hours earlier, but that was it was such a non thing. Like it didn't show it every single time. It just it just kind of put no, the and that it put it on you. That actually kind of disappoints me. I didn't see that, and I think the episode is way better. That actually makes me kind of feel like they weren't trusting me to understand the reveal at the end. It's almost like a that feels like an uh, like an executive note. Like an executive watched it and was like, I'm confused. <laughs> How did she have the idea for this? And like, I guess we'll put in a 24 hours before marker because I I didn't even remember that being there. That's kind of a bummer. Well, I mean, the fact that you didn't remember that being there is just you know, it's 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 an indicator for how non-issue it was that the 24 hours earlier Mark was there. Sure. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. And it doesn't cheapen how you feel about the storytelling. It does a bit, honestly. When you think about it, you know, when you when you when you after the fact hear about it, and then you go, "Man, that's disappointing." But like in the moment, it did nothing for you because you you looked at it, you packed it up in your brain, and went, "Okay, whatever." I'll I'll just remember that. Right. But then you didn't remember that because the story was so engaging. Yeah, you're right. I see it. It says 24 hours earlier. But it, you know what? I didn't notice it. It's in what? a similar font and it's a similar place as the caption. And I leave the captions on for this stuff so, so that if I don't catch something, I'll look down and read it. <laughs> so it just blended with the captions for me. And I'm glad. See? It's be- fine. Yeah, but that's kind of a bummer. Uh, it's still a bummer. It does affect... It it affects its masterpiece status for me because I feel like it didn't trust the audience. Because has it now fallen back behind Daredevil? Not the show, but maybe this episode. (laughs) That like that like severely hurts the episode for me because that was my favorite thing about it was how surprised I was at that reveal. It was such a just a gorgeous reveal. Now it wasn't it wasn't a reveal at all. If you think about it, like most of the time, whenever there's that sort of time jump. Like that, when there's a time differential in parts of the episode, yeah, it'll happen for like a scene or two, right? And then you know that's it. But it was it was thrown in there throughout the entire episode, and you it was it. yeah, you just completely forget that that even came up. And then they're talking about uh, like the the events, or well, they're kind of discussing the the hearts of these two individuals, you know, Billy versus Frank, and like what makes them different. And and kind of putting their um, their their souls at odds, almost like comparing them. While we're getting the physical comparison, you know, Frank assaulting the thing hmm. or assaulting the base. So it's kind of like that. The two, like you've got the emotional and the physical comparison between the two. And it, because they're comparing these people and, you know, these comparisons are happening, what seems kind of like simultaneously, you're just thinking, oh, it's all it's all telling the same story. It's fine. It's all there. You know, what time difference? It doesn't matter. These are obviously happening at the same time. Yeah, it, it does. It You forget about it. I obviously yeah. did. I never even noticed it. But it just kind of blends it all together smoothly. I, I wish it hadn't been there because I think the ending makes it clear. <laughs> anyway, we won't harp on it because that's a bum. But it is a bummer to me that uh, I'm sorry that that's in there. You ruined it for me. But I'm, uh, I'm glad you told me because now I won't go around saying how amazing uh, how amazing that reveal is because it's not a reveal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just didn't. Well, know. It's it's, didn't know. it's more of a callback. It's more of a callback to earlier in the episode, and you're like, "Oh shit, that's right." Yeah, I would say it's it's more like they 
I honestly think that, like, if I were right, it looks like to me like they wrote this episode without the intending to put 24 hours earlier. Like, this episode, everything is written as if it's all happening at the same time. And then yeah. it, it functions great without that. And I'm kind of bummed that they did it. Anyway, that's neither here or there. Let's move on. Um, so, this episode had me scared to death for Curtis. Can I just say that? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Terrified for Curtis. Yeah. Because Curtis and, well, the, the whole beginning of this episode, uh, which, which was beautifully setting up this episode, is um, Frank and Billy kind of being jumped in to their, uh, to their military unit. And uh, th- that brotherhood that's been torn apart is established. And then you go to Frank and Curtis, and they do all these great scenes where they're sitting, leaning up against the wall, having conversations. And they're, they're just brotherhood is so cemented. And you just get a, such a sense of what Curtis wants out of life. And, like, it just makes me – it made me so nervous for Curtis. Like, I thought he was dying <laughs> this episode for sure. And then, and then, you know, near the end of the episode, when they're closing in on him, and he sh- and they're having such close, uh, you know, close quarters battles, um, it made me very upset. And the thing is, I should have been scared for Curtis, but not for the reasons. This show doesn't like to kill people. This show likes to make people lose their souls. Yeah, it really does. Curtis really lost a piece of his soul uh, when he shot that man. Like he's really, really affected by it i think oh yeah i mean this is a guy that the way that frank was talking about it like while everybody else was going through like combat training kurt was going through combat medic training like Mm -hmm. save the people put them all back together instead of tearing them apart and then when he is forced to hurt this man he's like it's cool because i can save him you know i'm gonna i'm gonna tag him in the leg and then i'm gonna go over and i'm gonna patch him back up he's gonna be okay but he wasn't okay Mm -mm. and that just hurts so bad for kurt yeah really does he just he killed a vet man that's not what he does yeah he saves vets yeah because you know these are the people that society has already kind of given up on from you know from what he's saying from his perspective society has given up on these people and he's the he feels like the only person that like truly actually cares for the vets and like has a place for them has a safe space for them to come and and just you know get it all out yeah and then now he's he's this he's a killer of these people he's all about making a positive difference for them and he just he he never gave that guy a chance he killed that guy and it's really really hard to watch um it's a dark episode for the pilgrim it's it's kind of a dark episode for everybody agreed agreed but the pilgrim how 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 the righteous have fallen right (laughs) Uh, he thought he was so righteous, and now he's doing cocaine off his bloody fists while a while a, a guest prostitute gives him a blowjob. Uh, it, it was really dark, man. Yeah, and prostitute is like the better way of viewing that scene. The other way is that he like forced that girl to give him a blowjob. I don't know, man. It's really dark. Yeah, I mean the way that he he walks into that guy's room. With, you know, putting the gun to his mouth and then, like, stepping him back into the room. It made me think that, like, there was going to be something 
very dark going on there. Yeah, me too. And I don't it, know if he killed the other people. I don't know what's going on. But the girl gets up from her knees and is very scared. And I'm, <laughs> I don't know if they, what they intended with that scene. It was. It seemed very dark. It was. Uh, it was also like not just dark, but like just so weird to see him like having that happen while sitting there talking about how like how righteous he's not, basically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was re- really, really a disturbing and gross scene. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and he's all bloodied and stuff. Yep, and still just like completely battle worn. It was rough. Ugh. It was rough, man. God. Um, and of course, Billy convinces all these men um, to take down Castle. Now, the one thing I don't particularly get about Billy's plan, his plan it appears is to have Frank kill these women. Yeah. Um, but it is clear to me, like he had Frank on the ground that easily could have just killed Frank. And I guess the idea is he didn't want to kill Frank, but like his men could have, I don't know. They, he, he did such a good job of beating the Punisher militarily. Yeah. And then he decided to wait and, and like, it just seemed weird that, like, he had the Punisher so well matched. And that he threw all his tr- men who trust him so well, like, kind of just threw them away, you know? Yeah, yeah. They were. It seemed like they were just kind of disposed of. Yeah, well, I mean, like, he... If they had, if they had won, he wouldn't have gotten his um, kind of moral victory over the Punisher. And if they had lost, which they did, he lost all of his men. So it, in a way, he sort of set him up for failure. It was kind of a weird way to structure the episode. I kind of wish they instead had like had those men pretend to be beaten by the Punisher, which we would have still believed. And they were, but instead of just beaten, he like had murdered them all. <laughs> he just killed them all. Like they could have backed up or, or like, you know, pretended to die or, or like, you know, done something to make the Punisher think he's winning, and then he comes in the room and mows down the women, which he did. But I just I'm, I'm surprised that Billy was so cavalier with their lives, like he he just completely threw them away. Which I guess I'm not too surprised. Billy is the bad guy after all. But I I, I like to believe that even with Billy, like that sort of military brotherhood still means something, even though it clearly doesn't. I don't know why I want to hold on to that. I, I guess I, I still want something. I want to hold on to some sort of humanity for Billy. And it yeah. seems more and more like he has none. Well, I mean, like, mentally, in his mind, he got put back to that, you know, that that's still in the service kind of brotherhood state of mind. Right. And, you know, not remembering anything that's happened since, the, since his time in the service. So... It it stands to reason that he should have that sort of outlook. Exactly. And, and I mean, he still says he has that feels that way about Curtis and Frank. And I feel like if he still feels that way about them, you'd think he would still feel that way, at least partially for the men that he is he is working with now. But he, I guess, is just using these people. And I mean, we know that yeah. he's done that in the past. I also like to think that some of the some of the relationship between him and Frank was genuine at some point, but I guess it wasn't. 
it, it just feels kind of like he thinks that he has an, an army now that he can just kind of throw out there. But he's still he like he's trying to rally them with this whole like I gave you each other. This guy has killed three of our brothers, kind of thing. Like he's he's getting them riled up, but obviously doesn't feel that way. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, and he's a and he's a master manipulator. Like he, I think he's just straight up manipulating them, which which I didn't. It's it's a credit to his riling of them that I didn't see him as just manipulating them. I thought he was a little like I know that there are times when I he's, thought you were more than this, Billy. Yeah, no, I like I'm I'm disappointed in him. And I I know all that he's done. I'm still sort of disappointed that he would just let his men die that way. You let me down, Bill. Really, really let me down. I mean I thought he was better than that. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a credit to the writing. I think so. They've they've created this character and I, a credit to this actor too. This actor I don't know what else he's gonna do after Punisher. But man, I want to see more from this guy. Like he is just right. amazing. Um, I really, really would, like. I, I just see him as top notch. I mean, not that not that John Bernthal is any slouch. I think John Bernthal's amazing, um, and he he's been in really big movies as well. Um, what's that one uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio? You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. The Sorry. money one. The money one about the '80s and the. Anyway, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. To Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. He was a he was a small character in that, but really like performed well. Yep. Uh, and I I love I love him in that. I I've just liked it. I like him in Walking Dead. I just think he's going places, and I think the Punisher has been an amazing role for him. I would love to see them bring this version of the Punisher to the big screen. Ooh, yeah. Like this version of the Punisher interacting with a Captain America. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know that this this version of the Punisher on the big screen would work as a protagonist, or even I don't think that he would work as uh, necessarily the lead of the film. Mostly because he's so unapologetically the Punisher, right? Well, you have you couldn't show him the way they've shown him in this show. Um, there, there are some things that he's done on this show that on a big screen, like, well, honestly, if you had any less time with him, you wouldn't see the full, uh, his full nature. Cause if you only, right. like, if he's, if he's one character in, um, you know, in a, in a, like, a, let's say a Civil War or an Avengers movie where there's tons of characters, you really have to spend time with Frank to, understand why he's a good guy like he is not yeah. obviously a good guy which is why and in, he's introduced as an antagonist to daredevil um but so if you put him in a movie he could be the same character but you would definitely have to um highlight his protective nature and not just uh what's the what not 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 show like they, like the way they started episode one of this season with him gunning down unarmed women well they, <laughs> you know they were armed but still they were like, armed women that we didn't we'd never met before we had no reason to believe they were bad he just gunned down two two women and you're like oh my gosh that's rare to even see on screen like women getting gunned down like that and it's it just the like they couldn't open it like that they'd have to show him doing 
the same kind of violent frank things, but it would always have to be in the context of protecting or saving someone. So really, like the more time you spend with the Punisher, the better uh, you understand him. I mean, that's that's most characters anyway. But like, sure. the more you understand that he's a hero. So, right. uh, you know, we've spent twenty four hours, or you know, at the end of this, uh, yeah, close to twenty four hours at this point. Yeah, uh, with Frank. So, like, a two and a half hour movie is just not going to cut it. No, no. You you could have him drop in and be this character, and 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 have the characters like be like, who was that guy who came through, and you know, like. I had like Captain America would clearly view him as a bad guy. Yeah. Um but if it God, was Captain was America good... needing his help, like if they were if they're in a situation where Captain America and him were standing against an army, like you could absolutely see them working together um to to take down a huge Hydra army, you know? Even if Captain America had shown up to take down Frank, uh, I think that Captain America would turn on the other on the other side you know i don't know anyway it's it's so we we've talked about so much in this episode about all these different things and there's so much to talk about but what we really haven't dived into is the ending i can't believe it's taken us as long to really get there <laughs> uh frank gunned down some women uh again yeah. <laughs> this time unarmed this time not involved innocent bystanders that's right and this is a legitimate criticism billy is billy is criticizing frank at where he actually lives like this is an actual problem with the way frank lives his life he just put him in a situation where he assumed the women were out he thought he was shooting at the right person but he shot into a room that he couldn't see and he murders three women like that's that's the punisher did that um yeah so that's crazy it's. I mean, it's going to break him down mentally, spiritually. It clearly does, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it pretty much immediately... Like, it takes immediate effect. Yeah. Just the way that he cannot function after that is, is just... That's, that's credit to the plan, you know? Yeah, Billy knew exactly what he was doing. He did exactly what he needed to do to destroy Frank. Um Frank's belief that he's a good man. Frank's belief that he his his you know crusade is righteous. Yeah, oh, it was rough, man. His belief that he's better for some reason. Yeah, Billy really did take that away. Oh God! I want to know what happens next, man. I really do. <laughs> I really do too. I mean, so Frank is going to jail apparently because he you know he couldn't function. The cops showed up. Well, uh, he's, he's on the hook. Who knows? <laughs> With Frank. <laughs> yeah, he could just snap out of it and kill everybody. I mean, the truth just be told, of, in that moment, I was like, he could snap and kill. Like, not just snap out of it, but snap and kill people. Yeah. Like, he might he might be realizing he's no longer the good guy, and he could just murder some cops. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it was making me it's nervous. Like he, he, he's got that first, you know, that first few innocents, and now the snowball is rolling downhill. Yeah. I mean, we so, talked about that with um, some other character in one of these, in one of these, I think maybe it was Jessica Jones, where she had killed some innocents, and she really... Thought was in a really dark place when she when she was with Kilgrave. She'd killed some innocents, and yeah. it made her, uh, you know, 
not sure she was a good guy and made her do some darker things than maybe she would have otherwise. Um, it's tough, man. This is a tough, it is a really tough ending and I don't know where we're going from here. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just really need to go and watch the next episode. All right. Well, let's do it. Okay. Guys, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. We'll be back real soon with the next episode of Punisher. We're actually probably going to drop these quicker than every day because we are got some 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 other shows scheduled we got to get to, like the Endgame trailer and the new Captain Marvel and Spider-Man and all this stuff. So many things to talk about. We'll be back real soon. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com, slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. If you'd like to support the show, go to Patreon dot com slash mcu cast thank you for everyone who's supporting us over there uh we'll be back real soon with episode 11 peace until next time true believers 